This is Arkansas, and this is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Thursday. It's June the 23rd of 2022. Today is National Detroit-style pizza day. It's also National Hydration Day, typewriter day as well. So, man, that's riveting. I would like to get out a typewriter and let my son just try it. Yeah. I hated that. See, I loved them. You I would did? get those as gifts, yeah. Ugh. You know, Nana was uh, the person who worked at the office supply store, so every time a new version of a typewriter would come out, I would be the one who would get the typewriter. That's why you're a fast keyboarder, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So back in the day, I'd go to, I'd go to work and I'd do all of her you know, typing and stuff like that. I considered, my fast for, considered myself pretty fast on the computer before I met you and Boom. saw you, and it's ridiculous that's what it is it's your typewriter experience the typewriter skills are something you can use for your entire life y'all uh, as we go throughout the show this morning we're going to have a special guest around seven forty-five or so uh, our first visit with the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics for arkansas state jeff purinton he's coming into the studio this morning so we'll put him in the hot seat we will try to find out more about him his life his embarrassing moments his oh. family his kids why Arkansas State? Why the state of Arkansas? Why he left Alabama? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, all those questions are big questions. So we'll talk to Jeff Purinton later on this morning. Uh, plus, Kelly, we all went out to a family dinner last night. And the truth is, you really can't take Kelly anywhere. Uh, we talk about that. Plus, I believe I learned at the end of the night that I deserve a medal of friendship. Oh, here we go. Because I go above and beyond the call of duty. Again, mm. uh, man of the people right here. Okay. Uh, plus, is it okay to pee in someone's pool? Hmm. Hmm. John Cena sets a record. Plus, there's a bunch of new music to take a listen to. Stuff from the Zach Brown Band, Sam Hunt, and Casey Musgraves all coming up as we go throughout the morning. Thanks for starting your day with Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Another swampy day across the natural state. That's a great word for it. Ugh. So temperatures... You know, mid to upper 90s, the heat index over 100 all across the state as we go throughout the day today. It's always fun. It it is, yeah. I woke up from a nap and decided I was going to go sit outside with the dogs. (laughs) That lasted maybe, I don't know, three minutes. And I'm like, this is miserable out here. No, I get it. But there's one thing you don't have to worry about, and it's fixing hair. And that is not a dig. I'm just saying, like, there is nothing anyone with, like, if you have to fix hair... You just might as well just not even fix Like, why even fix it? Just put it back in a ponytail. It's nasty, isn't it? Yeah, you just can't you can't fix it. What about falls like that when you have hair? It, um, yeah, there's a science to it, but I've, I don't know. Just the moisture in the mm-hmm. air. Uh, they're talking about how people are saying, hey, we love summer. We can't wait until summer. And then when summer gets here, people decide they don't like going outside. A new poll finds that the average person can only handle being outside somewhere around five hours out of the day. But most people would choose on days like this, they would rather be inside. A hundred percent I want to be inside unless I have a hammock in the shade with some type of water with ice I can eat. Or I'm at somebody's pool or by a lake of like lake or a river or where there's water. Yeah. Who wants to just go out there and just sit or hike without 
any kind of water. You know, Kai and his buddy had been uh, skateboarding, longboarding, as they call it, or they've been going out and fishing. They did that for weeks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when we hit these temperatures like a week and a half ago, they haven't seen each other since. Gosh, who wants to stand by a pond when it's this hot? Oh, uh, it's brutal, right? Uh, the things that people hate about summer. Here's what they hate. Number one, they hate feeling sweaty. I left a meeting yesterday, and I was uh, with uh, a member of our team. And uh, it was a nice indoors meeting. We went outside. You know how, like, at the end of a meeting, like, it's time for, you know, like, me and, and the coworker to bond for a second before we leave? Oh. Quick recap. Here's how we need to advance this meeting, et cetera. Uh, so we went out and stood outside in temperatures that were probably about 95 or 96. And I was thinking the whole time, hey, I'm ready to get in my truck and turn the air on. I bet we had a 15-minute conversation standing on asphalt. Who does that? That was my question. Oh. I started to get the sweaty feeling right down the center of my back, like it was following oh, my spine. Yeah, I know so how that feels. So feeling sweaty is the thing people hate the most. Uh, they also hate dealing with the bugs that summer brings. Mm. They hate sunburns, the muggy air, which is Arkansas air, and they hate feeling dehydrated. Yeah. So. Anyway, if you do have to go out today, be extra careful outside, warn the kids it's going to be hot, extra hydration, or just stay inside because most people on summer days like this prefer to find something to do indoors. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Forgot to tell you, I was at that lunch with um, our coworker and some business associates because you know I've been invited to more business lunches over the last couple of years. Yeah, you do seem like a businessman. I was uh, the last person to show up for lunch, as always, about three minutes late, which for me was a win. I'm like, I'm only three minutes late. That's actually really good. That is really, really good. I know that's really obnoxious to people who are like, hey, be on time. But Mm -hmm. for me, that's a win. Uh, My deal was uh, I had my glasses on in the truck when I would stop at a red light and have to check my phone. But as I walked into... Brandon, quit saying that out loud. What? I can't say that? No. But as I walked into the restaurant, as I was preparing to exit my truck, I took my glasses off to put my sunglasses on and got inside and realized I did not have my glasses, and that means I can no longer read anything. So I look this around. This is where contacts would come in so handy, but you know that's other issues. I'm going to have to talk to my people. I'm going to yeah. have to talk to my people about that. So anyway, uh, I go into the place. And I'm like, ah, I left my glasses outside in the truck. And our coworker said, well, you can use my glasses. What? No, no. Wait, what? is this? Hang on. Is this? You can say it. SS? The general manager? Yes. Yeah. So he set his glasses down, kind of in a neutral position. And as I picked up the menu, I tried without him. I tried. But I didn't want to walk outside because it was hot. So I just reached over from the neutral position. And I grabbed his glasses and put them on and tried to read the menu. Were they... And this is no offense yes. to anyone because I need them as well. I need to go. I need to make an appointment for my eyes. But were they the kind of spectacles that you can see, like the the part in the glasses that's the magnifying glass? I did not see the magnifying. The bifocals. I will tell you, even uh, using his uh, his glasses, I really couldn't see anything. And I was trying to be uh, aware of the fact that this was a business lunch, and I didn't need to order the most expensive thing. You were saying earlier that they were really disgusting and smudgy. Oh, I couldn't see a thing. Couldn't see a lick out of them. I wonder how he sees out of them. But it is weird to put somebody else's glasses on your face. No, it is. I was like, why does this feel weird? It's not like I put on his underwear. I bet he felt weird. You think he did? He was probably like, I mean, dude, like I love you and stuff, but that's, you're putting on my glasses. You think the other people at the table thought that was weird too? Yeah, maybe like a, you know, a partnership, like husband and wife or whatever could do that, but maybe not your 
your boss. Well, it's we've, weird. we've been together for a long time now. It's been something like 15 years, so All right, maybe well. it's fine. Okay. So, note to self, take your glasses into restaurants, because I did that again last night, if you remember. We're all sitting there looking at a menu. I, I didn't bring my glasses in. I can't like, see nothing. Is that Kurt? No. Kurt was responsible and had his glasses on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's, how old is he? Old enough to remember his glasses okay. if he needs to see. Just forget it. Just forget <laughs> it. Take your glasses inside. Nobody wants to have to walk back outside when it's as hot as it is. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Thursday morning. It's June the 23rd. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Sam Hunt. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'll never be 23 with anyone but So I love going to my email early in the morning and having like new music because uh, this was the one I didn't expect. I had new music this morning, an email from Sam Hunt and his team for a new song that's called Water Under the Bridge. Wanted to give you a sneak peek. Here's new stuff from Sam Hunt. Crank till the thing won't crank. That muddy river, it was rolling. We didn't care where it was going. We had it made, we didn't know. Sam Hunt's new stuff. It's called Water Under the Bridge, and it's out today. We have country music news today on the Zach Brown Band. We're all in the same boat, fishing in the same hole. So it looks like the Zach Brown Band added a new member to their group, and it's someone we know pretty well. The band released a new version of their latest single, Out in the Middle, but they spiced it up a little bit with Blake Shelton. Yeah. If you haven't heard it yet, this is what it sounds like. Friday we come undone Stay half lit like the high life neon Barely hanging on like sheds in a pole barn You can hear Hank clear across the next farm City folks say we're crazy But they ain't never been way Out in the middle where the hard work meets hard living Out in the middle where we're grown till we're gone God willing it's the Zach Brown Band featuring Blake Shelton out in the middle. And tonight, the Zach Brown Band will be performing that song on the James Corden Show. And we have country music news today on Casey Musgrave. Just blow smoke. Hey, yeah. We're just blowing smoke. So Casey Musgraves is featured on the soundtrack to the new Elvis movie. That movie actually uh, is out in theaters tomorrow. It features Austin Butler as Elvis, Tom Hanks as Colonel Parker. So in the soundtrack, there's going to be a bunch of different people in there, like Eminem, Doja Cat's on there, uh, Stevie Nicks, Diplo, all these different people, including country's Casey Musgraves. Now, Casey has given us her rendition of the Elvis classic, Can't Help Falling in Love. Wanted to give you a sneak peek at it this morning. This is Casey Musgraves. Wise men say only fools rushing, but I 
Casey Musgraves from the new Elvis soundtrack. And again, that movie is out tomorrow. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Kelly has been pool sitting for the last number of days. One of her friends has left town and <laughs> gosh, you have Kelly in charge of the pool. Well, um, I was voted in high school as most likely to take care of people's houses oh. um, and do a really good job. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. You killed any of the plants yet? No, but I've been worried about it. Yeah, so I guess for whatever reason, this is like the, um, the one of those people who has all of this elaborate, uh, you know, plants and shrubs and bushes and all that kind of stuff in the backyard around the pool to make it look really pretty. But I'm just telling you, that's a ton of work. It is, and she's good at it, and she knows the names to all these different flowers, and there's all these little blooms, and it looks mm. so good. Um, and I also am in charge of making sure that the, the water stays above a certain level so the motor doesn't shut down or something like that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I've never owned a pool. It was something weird like that. So, so don't blow up the motor. Yeah. Don't kill the plants. And there's so many plants, and they oh, look man. beautiful, but it's I've been nervous about it. What are they paying you for this? Are they paying you to do that? No, I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. That's dumb. It's just how I am. Yeah, but it's costing you gas money. I'd charge something. Well, they're, I they're, mean... They would pay somebody else. I would I would probably start at 150 Here's the thing. They're not really paying me, but when I have gone over there, sometimes... And she's a good friend of mine, so I don't think there's anything... Maybe I shouldn't say this. What? Say it. Well, they have good snacks. Yeah? And they're gone, and I'm like, if... They're gone. The snacks are going to go bad. So if I'm out snacks by the are pool, going bad. if I'm out by the pool and I'm watering their plants and I'm making sure things aren't dying, maybe I could eat a couple of their snacks. No, no, you don't eat people's food. There's a there's a few things I might need to replenish before they get home. Maybe a couple of cokes and maybe some pork rinds and some cheeses. You don't. Who just starts going through people's stuff? I was doing yard work in their in their kitchen. Well, I had to go in to, no, to get No, This is why you'll never watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You'll never watch my house. I'd be afraid you go through every nook and cranny. I'm not going through her house. You I do what Kai was, does at night where you just open up the pantry and see what's in I'm there. In hy- I'm hypoglycemic and I was making sure that I didn't pass out. That's right. it. Yeah. Sounds bogus So to yeah, me. I'm kind of getting paid. So there's a survey out that was talking about people peeing in pools. Because I guess in Spain, they're trying to ban people from peeing in the ocean. Hmm. And they want to fine those people $800 if they pee in the ocean. So this brings up the point of like, hey, is it okay to pee in the swimming pool? In the ocean that they're fining people? Yeah. And I'm not sure how they figure it out. But they say that a lot of people believe uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, you should get out of the pool. Uh huh. So, but here's the other part of that: six percent of people say it's perfectly okay to pee in somebody else's pool. What if they're not there? I think it's fine, and I believe if it's your pool, it's fine. I feel a little like I can pee in my. It's my pool. I can pee in it. Yeah. Now they do say urine's bad for the chemistry of the pool. It's bad because I guess your urine eats up chlorine. And the chlorine kills microbes, which if you're not killing the microbes, they grow in the water. They say your urine also alters the pH balance of a pool. Well, you can just do what what they used to do to us when we were little. Which hey, is what? if you pee in the pool, we have this certain chemical in it. It turns the water blue. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows. I'm just letting you know. So if you need to go to the bathroom. And my, my parents were convincing. 
No, I know my grandfather would do that too. They had a pool in their backyard, and they would tell us that. You don't want to be known as the 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 kid that peed the pool. No, so you just let a little bit squeak out and check and see if they're telling the truth. And if if you don't see any of that color, then you just let it go. Oh, see, I believed my parents. I didn't. I tested it. I wanted to test it. You were a tester. Yeah. So any kid who hears that, that's not true. Pee away. Brandon, what? God. What? Y'all, it's true. Don't do it. What? No, it's not. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So someone in Oklahoma went to a Carl's Jr. near Tulsa, and when they checked their bag, they found their food was all there, along with another item, a small baggie of meth. Oh. Yeah, well, cops arrested an employee named Bryce Francis, who apparently put it in there. Now, it's not clear if he dropped it in by mistake or he meant to do it. It's possible he'd been selling drugs at work and he dropped it into the wrong bag. Well, the restaurant is right next to a high school, so they charged him for distributing drugs within 2,000 feet of a school. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but here's another little detail. They posted his mugshot on Facebook, and when they booked him, he's wearing a sleeveless shirt with the word... Hashtag freedom printed on the front. So he's a little obviously not as free now, right? Sure, not anymore. Yeah, well, speaking of getting arrested in a t-shirt that says freedom, I find it ironic that the colors red, white, and blue stand for freedom. Why? Until they're flashing behind you. Oh, God. Not good. (laughs) No, that's not a good one. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so we mentioned that we have the new <clears throat> Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics from Arkansas State coming in this morning. It's Jeff Purinton. Uh, he's new to the state. He's new to Arkansas State. But he's not new to college athletics, right? He's been around for a long time, and he's had this great career with Alabama. Of course, the Crimson Tide and Roll Tide, mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Like, you have all these stories, right? So I want to figure out why he chose Arkansas, why he chose Arkansas State. Plus, I also feel like on a day like this where it's our first chance to interact, we have to do really well. I agree. I do think we have killed the first part of uh, the, I mean, we're representing. We do look the part. Yeah. But I'm not sure, you know, because basically I was talking to Jerry Scott, right, who handles, uh, you know, stuff like this for the media and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, man, can we can we do the deal? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you guys promised to be on your best behavior. And I'm like, oh, Jerry, yeah, no, no doubt we'll be on our best behavior. Yeah, you make him nervous, I believe. He's he's a really good, I mean, professional. Yeah. You know, has everything done at, you know. I mean, he's just, you make him nervous, I can tell. He dots the I's and crosses the T's, and our I's and T's are not dotted and crossed. Yeah, they are, but it's a little bit more, um, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. not where they're supposed to be. And that could be part of it. <laughs> so then I told our friend... Uh, Butch Jones, the uh, head football coach. I was asking him, hey man, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have uh, Purinton on. Can you give me any insight? And all he said, and this is this is the head football coach. Can I read it? Of course you can. Well, I won't read it word for word. All he said was, make sure to do him right. So don't say anything too embarrassing to his boss. So Butch, on his way into football today, is going to be worried about what we're saying as well. 100% he'll be a little bit worried. So that's coming up around 745 this morning. We'll see how that goes. First impressions are so important. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, this could be, be our last visit. 
Speaking of uh, important, last night we went out as a family uh, as a family dinner, as a family group for dinner. Yeah. So it's me and my wife and my son, and it's Kelly and her son, and we went to a, a new restaurant we all wanted to try. And uh, this is a, a Mexican food restaurant where Kelly, when she realizes that the food that we ordered came with tortillas, <laughs> decided she literally wanted to stand up in the new restaurant and do the tortilla challenge from social media. Well, I just thought it would be, I haven't seen the tortilla challenge actually done in the restaurant. I was like, that would be really funny. And then I started telling your son about it. He was almost 13. He's basically 13. And I was like, Kai, we should do the tortilla challenge. And you looked at me like I was the, I saw you look, making eyes at your wife, Mm -hmm. like, and then looking back at me, looking back at Kai, like I was about to get in trouble. And I was like, You don't say that to a kid who's about to be 13 who loves to to aggravate and agitate. What's wrong with doing the tortilla challenge in a place of business? Because, number one, people look at us when we go in places. We knew some people (laughs) in said restaurant. So I'm over here thinking, this is about to be a disaster, and I know what's going to happen. It's what happens every time I'm involved in something like this. It all comes back on me. So if there were tortilla challenges going on, every single one of you at the table had the vision of whacking me and not each other. Well, that's true. But I, I will say that that Kai, your son, uh, he really got into it. Yeah, he and did. I did not tell him to do this, but I think it's funny. He he basically put, he folded one of our leftover tortillas mm-hmm. and he put it in his pocket. And as we're walking out of of the business, uh, he was trying to, to slap you with it, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. He also slapped me on the top of the head with it as I sat there, and I looked up. I said, Kai, stop. You can't do that. And I saw other people watching him smack me with the no, tortilla. Everyone knows it's the tortilla challenge, and everyone knows sure. that that's a great target for a great sound. The bald head. Boom. All right. Don't take Kelly anywhere. Also, don't let your 12-year-old. I uh, know about the tortilla challenge. So the the rule that we're going to learn today is you can't teach stuff like that to your 12-year-olds and you can't take <laughs> Kelly anywhere. It's fun. <laughs> True story, y'all. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Well, 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 time for birthdays for today, Thursday, June the 23rd of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Amy Mills of Stuttgart. We have Laura Beth Butler from Wynn turning 29 today. Tara Dunn is turning 30. Amanda Falberg. Of Jonesboro celebrates her birthday today, so happy birthday. Terry Criswell of Stuttgart. Rebecca Herrera of Truman. Lisa Young in Wynn. West George of Springdale. Gabby Lucy of Stuttgart celebrates. Lindsay Wood Argo has a birthday today. Stephanie Sorani of Stuttgart celebrating a birthday. We also have Ginny Box of Jonesboro who celebrates today as well. Happy birthday from Kevin and the girls. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy, happy birthday. birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Melissa Roch is 42. That's Bernadette on the Big Bang Theory. LaDainian Tomlinson is 43. Retired San Diego Chargers and New York Jets running back. Jason Mraz is 45 today. You might know him from this. 
It's our take no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm yours. Jason Mraz, 45 years old today. Happy birthday to Katie Tunstall, who is 47. You may remember her from this song. Suddenly I see, this is what I want to be. Suddenly I see, Katie Tunstall. 47 years old today. Happy birthday to Selma Blair, who is 50. That's Dr. Kate Wells on anger management and Legally Blonde, and she's also on Cruel Intentions. Yep. Happy birthday to Randy Jackson from American Idol, who is 66 today. What's up, dog? Yeah. It's not good for me, dog. You're a little pitchy, dog. A little pitchy. Yeah. Come on now. And happy birthday today to Chico DeBarge, huh? who is 56. You may remember him from this song. Just come with me and hey. can shake your Chico. You be doing fine Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Chico DeBarge. Who turns 56 today? <laughs> Happy birthday, Chico. Hope you have a good one. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Maria Spurn. She's from Searcy. This is pretty cool. She's competing for scholarships right now in a contest that's called the Distinguished Young Women of America. She's one of 50 young women who gets to compete for $150,000 in scholarships. that's awesome. So Maria of Searcy is representing Arkansas, and this actually all begins today. These competitors, these young ladies have to compete in scholastics, interviews, fitness, talent, and in self-expression. That's a lot of pressure. So young Maria's uh, talent is tap, and she's going to tap to the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Maria's longtime goal in her career is to become a nurse practitioner. She wants to attend Harding University, but it's a cool thing. Imagine if an Arkansan goes and wins $150,000 in scholarships. So again, it's all a part of the Distinguished Young Women of America, and it kicks off today. So here's to you, Maria Spurn of Searcy. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Today in pop culture on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. So today is June the 23rd and today in pop culture in 1979, the Charlie Daniels band released this classic. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals a cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. And if you lose, the devil gets your soul. So, it's 1979. Today in pop culture in 1987, Tiffany, she started her mall tour in 1987. Tiffany was 15 at the time that this song was a hit. Fact today, I used to date Tiffany in 87. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I was 10. She was 15. That's weird, isn't it? Uh-huh. All right. Today in pop culture. <laughs> Can I take that back? Somebody scratch that from the podcast, okay? Uh, today in pop culture in 2001, Lone Star started a six-week run at number one with this. A little voice came on the phone and said, Daddy, when you come home, he said the first thing that came to his mind, I'm already there. Take a look around. I'm the sunshine in your hair. I'm the shadow on the ground. I'm the whisper in the wind. I'm your imaginary friend And I know I'm in your prayers Oh, I'm already there A lot of times I do my exercising to that, my weightlifting. It's such a motivational song. It is a good song, though. Today is June the 23rd, and that is Today in Pop Culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. We're joined for the very first time in studio by the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics at Arkansas State University. Jeff Purinton joins us this morning. Jeff, how are you? Doing great. Glad to be here. And I listened to you a little bit coming in. And yeah. man, y'all are fired up for first thing in the morning. And then I heard the good morning, Arkansas. And yeah. I, it kind of woke me up. So that was good. And I was a little nervous when I heard you say you, you talked to some coaches or oh. somebody and you had some good ammunition. So, well, I, I, I have heard, and we won't go into too much detail on this. But I did talk to one of your head coaches who said you've had the chance to play a little bit of golf since you've been here mm-hmm. and that you need more time on the golf course, not because you want to play, but because you need to get better. Correct. That's what I heard. Yeah, It helps well, if you rude. actually practice and hit balls and play. <laughs> right. and amazingly, it's kind of like everything else. That's kind of part of your job, though, right? Because, I mean, when you get here, you have to be able to go out and you have to be able to meet people where they want to meet. Yeah. And golf's such a great way to meet people and really get to know them because you're you're forced almost to spend hours and hours with somebody and uh, riding a cart with them and who knows what you might talk about so I I was actually the start date was initially going to be June 13th so that was the plan and then everybody said you need to get up here for the rumble at the ridge and right um, and then there was a bunch of other things that needed to get done so moved it up to the eighth and went out there I had a great time great people and then he and then went to Jonesboro Country Club for an event Monday so of the first six or seven days I think Four of them somehow involved golf, right. so I haven't been able to play very much at all, but except for those three or four days. So, what's it like for you? Because you know, we talked uh, off air right before we came on. Like, you know, you're coming from Alabama, and you've been there for a minute, like 15 years at Alabama. That's a long time to be in one spot, and you got to flip your life, and you got to come to Arkansas. Where are you in the process of flipping life? Right in the middle of it. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we moved from. Miami to or South Beach actually to Tuscaloosa. I haven't never been to Tuscaloosa, right? Which was a kind of roll of the dice. I'd never been to Jonesboro when I took this job, right. or we took wow. this job. So, but this move involves you know being in Tuscaloosa for so long, like you said, and then you know our kids have only lived there, so right. everything's in Aww, our yeah. one house, and it's a lot. So my wife's been awesome, and the kids too, getting all that ready, and she's up here looking at houses. So once we get the 
selling of the house and buying of the house. I think that will be a, Ooh, a couple lot. big stressors to cross off the list. But I love the fact you said we. This isn't a decision that was based on you because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to be the guy who's going to stir the drink as far as the career decision, but it's up to everybody to be on board to make the decision to move and leave. Yeah, 100%. And college athletics, it's whether it's AD, vice chancellor, or a coach, you know, your spouse and your kids play such a big role in it, and they, they have to be on board. And uh, my kids love, love going to all the sporting events. Julie does a great job of, you know, she kind of handles the house and the kids and I can focus on my job because it's a, it's I I don't have unfortunately I'll take them to school every once in a while but sure. I don't have the time to to do that and Julie's great with our kids and I'm fortunate to have her. Well, you have a job like this, right? Because for a lot of people, we hear, "Hey, this person, like for your title, the vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics, or as we would have called it back in the day, the athletic director." <laughs> uh, for people who don't know what that means, like what is that job? What does that entail? What does your day to day look like? First of all, the vice chancellor part throws me off too. Right, all my buddies growing up or my um, roommates at Florida State. If you said vice chancellor to them back in the day, they would have laughed at you. Like, there's Ooh, no vice way. chancellor. So, AD's fine too. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, it involves kind of everything. You know, your athletic staff, your coaches, um, kind of the events you're putting on in terms of your games and and that atmosphere and game environment, and then you know, getting to know people in the community. And then also, hopefully, your donor base, and, uh, and that be, it goes beyond here. Obviously, we need to get out into other parts of Arkansas and sure. hopefully get some things figured out and then be able to do a little bit more of that uh, as we move forward. So when the when the job was there and you interviewed for the job, I know that's intimidating because, I mean, number one, again, you're leaving Alabama <clears throat> with all of this success, the track record of the school and all of that. When you interview for the job, and you're talking to the board, and you're talking to uh, Dr. Chuck Welch, and you're you're hearing about this. What was it that uh, allowed you to make the decision to know, hey, this is the time. I think it's time for something different. Um, you know, I I could have stayed at Alabama, like you said, and had a great job. And but you know, my goal from early on when I first started working at Florida State, I wanted to try to be an AD. Sure. That was the goal. And this was there was only there's. There's some really good opportunities. Arkansas State was one of them. I think just because in the back of my mind, I knew the success uh, they've had here in athletics sure. and football in particular. Um, it stood out as a really good job. And then, you know, I talked to a bunch of people about Jonesboro um, and the community, like I mentioned, and then, um, you know, the athletic department in general, and everybody spoke so highly of it. So yeah. it just reaffirmed um, the decision. And and honestly, I said it the other day, there hasn't been a time where I've I've sat there and said, you yeah, know, I wish I wouldn't have done this and sure. I want to drive back to Tuscaloosa. I've been 100% fired up to be here. We have some really good people, um, our coaches and our staff in athletics, um, and we got to fill a few holes, but we'll get that done. And um, just an exciting time. And this was one of those opportunities. It was uh, when the search firm called me. I said, yeah, I'm, I, I'd be 100% interested in that one. And then Chuck called me a few minutes later, and <laughs> and it happened the whole thing happened probably in a week. Wow. So, yeah. That's a big decision to, to make in a week. Yeah, it so was. So when, when you go in and you're telling Alabama, because I just don't see people wanting to leave Alabama every day, right? When you walked in and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and you know explore other opportunities, what was that conversation like? No, we don't, there's not much turnover at Alabama. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Were they thinking, there, huh? There's a thousand people who'd walk there to have – to take my job. Right. And, and I know that. But when I talked to Greg Byrne, um, 
my boss at Alabama. He, you know, his dad was a longtime AD at several schools. So Greg knows how this all works. And, and he, he, I, I hope he didn't want me to leave, but he understood this was a good career move for me. Um, and he was very supportive and he talked to Chuck. And then I talked to Coach Saban and he, he was good. Um, and he, he said, you know, I definitely don't want you to leave, but I understand and I'll help you however I can. And, he said, I think he said something. I don't really know how that administrative stuff works. Right. <laughs> but if you think it's good, I'm supportive of you and appreciate everything you've done here. So, But that's pretty cool to have a buy-in from, I mean, the legendary coach. Mm-hmm. I was at an event we did at Butch Jones's house uh, one night, and we were doing karaoke. And Butch was going to be the main event of karaoke. Can you imagine that? Yeah. So it's like he was outside on the back patio, and I'm like, I, it was my time. I had to go get Butch. Hey, man, it's time. And he said, hang on a second. His phone was ringing, and he showed it to me, and it said Nick Saban. And I'm like, how random is that, that this is in the middle of this you know, karaoke party and Saban's calling and all that? Do you think you'll still have that type of relationship with Coach Saban uh, now that you're at Arkansas State? Yeah, I hope so. Maybe not as frequent in terms of the calls, but uh... – and it won't be the same feeling like even 15 years. And I, I was pretty close to coach and had a really good relationship with him. But you, there is that moment. Um, if he calls, it's that couple seconds, like your stomach kind of churns. Right. You're, you start thinking of what the issue is, you know, what did we miss? And uh, maybe not as much anxiety if uh, that phone call comes or, but I'm sure I'll get back and, you know, we're still going to have all our friends in Tuscaloosa yeah. and hopefully see coach and Terry. And they've been great to, not just me, but our family, and and uh, and that they've been special to to our career as well. Jeff Purinton joins us in the studio this morning. He's the new athletics director, the vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics at Arkansas State. I'll tell you after you got here, because of course I'm going to be curious as, hey, what's the guy like? I even had that text exchange last night. Hey, what's he like? You know, how real can we be with this guy? And after your first weekend here, one of the trips when you came in, I talked to Coach Bellato. Mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, you know me and and uh, we were at Butch's house and blah blah blah. And I'm like, what do you think? And he said, you know what I love about him? He said the fact that he gets basketball too. And I think that's very important. A lot of times, you know, as we get ready for football season, we're thinking, hey, September and all the pageantry of football. But there's other there's other sports there that need that attention, that love too. Oh, exactly. And I've uh, met with all of our head coaches to this point, just finished that up the other day. Um, and we have some really good coaches and very successful programs. Our track program just had another Really good year, and Coach Patchell does an outstanding job. And like you mentioned, basketball, and I was the basketball administrator for for a period of time at Alabama. So um, we hired Nate Oates from Buffalo, and obviously he went on to have some great success. So um, yeah, get along well with Coach Bellato, and um, you know I think you have have to have a relationship with all your coaches. So as we look forward uh, forward to football season, and man, you know we're looking at this, and we're just a couple months away, and it feels like it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, how are we wrapping our arms around, you know, getting people in the stadium? Because, you know, we had a couple of COVID years where people just weren't really sure. And there was social distancing inside the stadium. Last year was kind of hit and miss on was COVID a thing people were concerned about. This year, it's kind of opening back up and people are a little bit more comfortable to get back out. How do you plan on getting, uh, you know, basically, I guess we can say butts back in the seats because it's time to go. Yeah, that's certainly going to be a priority. And like we talked about before we went on the air, I want to go through it. I mean, I want to, you know, walk around the tailgates and see how the parking works and walk through the gates and how does the concession um, flow and the lines go and where can we improve in, in all these areas. And 
we're going to go through the game script uh, here yeah. in the next day or two and, and look at that and see if there's things we can tighten up. We did we even did that at Alabama four or five years ago where the, the script got a little bit clunky and we yeah. needed to clean some things up. So we worked on that. But and then even even at Alabama we went to mobile ticketing and it was a little it was slow in the beginning and people weren't happy. So uh, Greg had a good idea. He had all of our executive administrative staff and even some of our coaches go and help people you know, figure out how to do their mobile yeah. tickets and get in the gate. So it's going to be an all hands on deck, including me. And I want to go through the process and see, see where we're, we're good and see where we can get better. So really the, the experience going to any game begins when somebody gets in their vehicle and they begin to drive. Yeah. When you pull onto campus, when somebody helps you park, when you get into the venue, I mean, it's all a part of the experience and you want people to leave and want to come back. So exactly. Especially with all the options people have now. I mean, right. and, and you know, part of that, um, and I think people here are really good with it is just treating people the right way Tell, thank them for coming to the game and ask them, you know, if there's anything they need or anything that can be improved. So as you kind of get ready to get your feet wet in the market and go around, I know a ton of people are going to be pulling you in every direction. So when I reached out to Jerry Scott, I'm like, Hey, what do you think, man? You think we could maybe get a few minutes with him? And uh, he's like, Oh yeah, let me get with him and work it out. But you know, I've talked to different people in the community, uh, be it politicians, be it mayors, be it donors, be it uh, corporate sponsors, all these different people. They want a piece of you uh, because they want to figure you out. They want to see, you know, what this relationship is going to be. And it's almost like you always have to be on your A game because the first time everybody is going to make those assumptions based on the relationship right off the bat. How stressful has this been in, in this point where you're trying to get your feet wet and meet so many people? Uh, a little bit, just to be honest, but the, the people have been great. Um, and I haven't felt, you know, anybody's really judging you, uh, harshly at this point in time. Eventually I'm sure we'll get to right. more of that. This is kind of the honeymoon part, right? right? <laughs> but you know, I trust people like, like Jerry to put me in the right situations. And then some p- other people on our staff of who I need to meet, who I need to call. So I think you got to lean on your, your people and your staff and, and trust them to kind of point you in the right direction. I've been here for two weeks. Right, I, sure. I know. I don't know how to get to this station without punching right. it into my phone. Was Brandon on the list that Jerry told you to stay away from? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> he kind of hesitated because I said, uh, you "Thanks know, a lot, Jerry." Brandon it, was a hesitation. I said, your, "Your job's on the line with every <laughs> one of these." <laughs> so, <laughs> I had. Um, I'll tell you a story from Alabama. Uh, Sixty Minutes wanted to come in in one of the early years to do a feature on coach Saban and the football program. Well, you know, 60 minutes can go either way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you don't know what they're going to run. Be a really negative. Piece <laughs> right. or positive. So, um, but Armin Katayan did it and coach Saban had known him from the NFL days and, and I known him a little bit and, and trusted him. But our, our chancellor, um, called me or his assistant and said, Hey, do you want him to do this interview for 60 minutes? You know, he's, he'll rely on your opinion. Oh, like, no. Okay. Oh, my, my job is on the line here. <laughs> and fortunately, it was a great piece and, and, and it um, was very positive and well received. So, yeah. But there's stress with that. Mm-hmm. There is. So you mentioned the honeymoon phase, right? And you realize you're realistic and there's going to be people at times, you know, if a, if a sport isn't doing as well or if there was an experience that somebody wished was better or different, uh, you know, people are vocal. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're in a position where you're going to be seen as a local celebrity so they can say what they want about you because you're it's almost like you're not human. You're just a person, you know, who's who's um, going to organize these events and that kind of stuff. Do you follow the social stuff? Do you look at that? I know you have social media, but how much do you read people's responses and questions and thoughts? And does it get uh, to you? 
No, I, to be honest, I'll post some things because I think Twitter's a, a good way to engage yep. and, and message and, and so forth. I don't read a bunch of the responses and things like that. Some I will. Sure. But again, I'll, I'll let Jerry and his staff tell me what I need to know if th- something's out there on a message board or, or in the media. I, that'll be kind of my game plan, Jerry. So, What about your wife, though? Does she? Because, I mean, like for me, it's one thing to insult me and to tell me, oh, you know, he's, he's whatever he is. You know, I'm public. I get that. But I would hate for my wife to see that. Do you try to protect her from some of that aspect of the job? Yeah, and she kind of does her thing on – she'll be more on Instagram and Facebook with friends and family and so forth. So she doesn't get as much into the same space, I don't think. Sure. And I, hopefully I don't do anything to really bring any negative attention. <laughs> sure. I think I'm a pretty decent person and yeah. open and honest and kind of what you see is what you get. So so Jeff Purinton joins us in studio this morning uh, from Arkansas State University. Let's talk about your wife. Because one of the deals when we bring you in, you know, we want people who listen all around the state to learn more about you as a person because we feel if they know more about you as a person, they invest further in, in you and Arkansas State and athletics. Tell me about your wife. So it's a, it's a good story, actually. Um, we grew up together in a small town in northeast Florida, Palatka. N- not many people probably know where that is. Right. Um, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. So, so same grade, middle school Aww. and high school. We didn't date though in that in that period of time. She was always the best looking and way out of my league. Sure. Then, still probably so. Yep. Um, and then she went to Florida, and I went to Florida State. But I would see her because she was on the dance team at Florida, and I'd be working in the athletic department at FSU. See her sometimes, you know, at football games in Gainesville or Tallahassee. So we always kind of kept in touch to a degree. And then after college, we reconnected at a wedding reception, I think, and in Tampa. So this was a few years after college and we kind of had our kind of feet set under us. And then, um, I got her to come up to Tallahassee kind of, a, I did like a recruiting weekend basically. Right. Came up, you recruited her. I had the governor's <laughs> club Friday night, which I wasn't a member of, but I had a buddy that let me in and, right. and took her there for a drink. And then we went to a rascal flats concert in the president's box and, you know, had a couple of the nice. football coaches <laughs> up there. And so anyway, it went, uh, really well. And then she ended up, when I took the Orange Bowl job, she ended up moving down uh, with me to South Beach. And she's been with me every step of the way. But she's she's a rock star. She even uh, had a, a thyroid cancer kind oh, of wow. battle that went, that went a little bit further than that. So she's a warrior. She made it through there. She's doing great. And um, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm I'm lucky to have her. I couldn't I couldn't do it without her. So she runs the house when you're gone. Does she also run the house when you're home? Yes. <laughs> well, all three of them. Because right. I have two daughters, 10 oh, and man. 12. Oh, my goodness. Do you at least have boy dogs or anything? No, a girl dog. Too. Oh, no. So, they set you yeah. up. I tell make me. zero decisions at home. Tell me about the kids. <laughs> uh, Jillian is 12 and Josie is 10. Um, so, What do they enjoy? Uh, Jillian is more, she's kind of more fun-loving and... Um, she likes to cook and, and kind of art and things like that. And then Josie's a little more into the sports and things like that. She's, she takes golf lessons and goes hits golf balls with me. And then she's starting softball now. So they're, they're, um, excited, a little bit nervous. They got their summer camp they're doing right now. And then, um, they'll get up here later in July. So I think once they get settled in, you know, kids are resilient and they'll get to meet some other kids in the community and. 
When you, you have like out. the coaching staff that you guys have in place with the kids that are there, because I've been around them, I mean, mm-hmm. that seems like a, a pretty tight-knit unit. What are you thinking about football? <clears throat> you know, you look at the record from last season. It wasn't what Butch wanted. It wasn't what the team wanted. And I believe, you know, we got better as the season went on. Obviously, a lot of it's flipped again based on uh, where football is and the changes that happened. And I, I know when you look at the recruiting class yeah. at Arkansas State football, they killed it. And that was a big thing that Butch knew. He needed to bring in some new people and he needed the culture to kind of change uh, and to get the right people that wanted to play for him. How are you feeling about the process of football? Because again, we're less than 80 days away. Yeah, I'm excited about the future of the program. And, and you got to look at it, like you said, holistically. There were some close games last year that could have yeah. gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the recruiting class was, I think, top in the Sun Belt. Yep. So really good. And then just seeing it, you know, I'd go over there and see the recruiting weekends and what they're doing with that. And they put a lot of work into it. And you have to. Yep. I mean, there's only one way to do it. There's no secret formula. That's what happens at Alabama. Coach yep. Saban has re- always recruited to the highest degree. He's always on the road when he can. And Butch is doing this, doing that as well, and, and you have to do that, and you have to connect with the with the kids, and you what? see that with Butch, and mm-hmm. even we were at Sun Belt meetings in Destin, and uh, the Marshall coach uh, coached the running backs at Alabama, uh, Charles Huff. So me, Butch, and him were there, and obviously we had a connection from being at at Alabama, and um, I think Butch got a call or called or one of them called Najee Harris, yeah. so Najee answers the <laughs> phone on Facetime, and. Yeah sees the three of us but just those relationships and and those those take work and you kind of either have it or you don't and I think Butch and his staff do a really good job with that and we we just got to get probably another good class in here and and get it going I had the chance to be a part of one of the recruiting nights uh they they did a couple of things where they bring in the you know the recruits and it was some top line type people and the family and all that and when I walked in and I saw how they were presenting that just selling Arkansas State, selling the university. I'm like, man, I would love to be a part of that. If I were an athlete and I saw what Arkansas State has as far as facilities and just the, the want to to impress people, I would want to play or I'd want my kid to play for Arkansas State and coach Butch Jones. Yeah, and it's funny, the facilities, we we didn't really touch on that, but they're they're great. I mean, they're, they're as good as some a lot of Power 5 schools, yeah. to be honest with you. And nice. When I was interviewing um, with Chuck and – and Brad over in Atlanta, Brad Phelps, uh, Butch was texting me pictures and videos <laughs> of the facilities, and and it was kind of doing recruiting. I think sure. it was own, but uh, it, yeah, I was so impressed. And then seeing them, seeing them in person, amazing. So when you hear, okay, Arkansas State has this opening and blah blah blah, would you be interested? And you knew Butch was here. You had that connection. You, I'm sure he said, hey, it's pretty cool here. Did you really believe it was going to be like what it is? Because I don't know that you can really believe when you hear Arkansas State, Jonesboro, Arkansas, that we have what we have because it's incredible. It really is. Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. were you blown away by that? That it yeah. was really real right in front of you? It was real. No, every I think everything was in line with what Chuck and Butch and others that I talked to um, in terms of the people and the community and and I didn't want to bring my family into a situation where that wasn't the case. Sure. And, and we had a great. Um, place in Tuscaloosa and the kids had their friends and uh, community was all together in terms of athletics. And I think that's the same thing at Jonesboro. And that was a big draw as well. So Butch talked about it. Um, Chuck talked about it and a few other people that I, that had been through uh, Jonesboro and Arkansas state talked about it. So I think it's really matched up with what people told me. We're glad to have you here. We love the energy. We love the vision. We love the fact that the other coaches are excited to have you here because that's so important for everybody to buy in because they got to buy into you. You got to buy into them. 
for success. At the end of every one of these kind of get-to-know-you interviews, we like to play a game of five questions. Here we go. These are rapid-fire questions. <laughs> Jerry Scott just now stood up. we got to be careful over here. He's ready to turn the mics off at any time. Kelly, All right, here five we questions go. with Jeff Purinton. Your go-to karaoke song. <laughs> if you don't sing, if you had to. You know the one I've done a few times, and I, it's hard because it goes really fast. <laughs> is I've done "Bust a Move" a few times, and I haven't done <laughs> I haven't done karaoke in a, in a long time. But Bust a move. Bust, I don't know if of, I would have expected Bust right. a move. No. All right, here we go. What was your very first job? My very first job, um, I think. Well, really, it was working at my grandfather's ranch um, in kind of central Florida, and, and he'd have me bailing or doing the hay, throwing the hay and pulling moss out of trees. And I remember the first week I went and you worked hard. I mean, yeah. you worked from sun up to sundown and you had 30 minutes. We ate lunch and then oh. back oh at my it. Goodness. And he was tough, but he paid me. I, I don't know. He somehow thought I worked 50 hours. It was way more than that. And he handed me an envelope <laughs> and it had a bunch of money in it. I was excited. And my grandfather had a little bit of money. So sure. I thought he's going to take care of me. It was $51 bills. <laughs> Oh. I mean, for 50 he, hours of he work. He paid me so much less than the other workers that he had there. But there, I worked there. I worked at a Holiday Inn and kind of the banquet bartending in, in high school and then worked at my uncle's um, oil changing place down in the pits. That was probably one of the toughest ones. And if I hear that dinging sound oh. when, of the oil changing yeah. deal, it just, I have flashbacks. Of, <laughs> Did you say you were a bartender? Yeah, I fill in at the bar some. Yeah, he's we're gonna probably have to, seen the movie Cocktail. No, we're gonna no, have to challenge him on this. I thing. can't do all that stuff. <laughs> I can make like a, a one, two uh, ingredient drink. Right, sure, okay. <laughs> Which we won't leads challenge us to him. the next question: Do you have a hidden talent? Oh gosh, this one, huh? A hidden talent? I don't think I do. <laughs> if I had any kind of talent like that, I wouldn't hide it. Sure, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie. Um, <laughs> I probably the one I've watched the most and laughed the most at uh, is probably Christmas Vacation. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. He's in the club. No, he I'll, is in when, the club. When it gets after Thanksgiving and that movie's on, yeah. I always stop and watch it no matter what else is on. Are you more Clark or more Cousin Eddie? Um, I'm more Clark probably and probably some of my my um, family, and I know they wouldn't be listening, uh, <laughs> would be more like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Brandon's nickname around A State is Cousin Eddie. No, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> All right. And one of our favorite cr- uh, questions your favorite celebrity crush? Our first celebrity first, crush. First. Let's do first, not okay. current. That's awkward for a man oh, with a wife oh. and kids. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Can I was we say I really don't have one? Um, I, just to be honest, uh, like I said, I was, you know. I'd get the Sports Illustrated's growing up. <laughs> so really, when the swimsuit deal would come out, you know, Kathy Ireland yeah. and yeah. Pearson, it would be that was because that was kind of you know that was our time. So that was it. Yeah. How are you? Mid forties. Forty-seven. Oh, okay. There we we're, go. I'm just trying to see. You, you were going to ask him about Cindy Crawford. Well, Cindy Crawford well, was yeah, great. Yeah. Pamela yep. Anderson was great. Yep. <clears throat> Do you remember uh, L. McPherson's nickname? I don't. The body. The body. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, back to one other thing. The first question in five questions was about karaoke, right? Oh, boy. Don't do that to him. Brandon. No. You are not doing it. This Jeff, is a country you do station. not have to. <laughs>
to do anything. <laughs> Let's see if we know. All right. Is it in the city? Ladies are pretty. Guys no. tell jokes. When are, yeah. Is it the first? Is that how it starts? Yeah. This year's a champ for oh, all the fellas. Yeah. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot what about steaks? Females get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. We'll do this at Butch's house. But you was Poindexter. There you go, yeah. All right, Jeff Pierrenton joins us in the studio this morning. He's on the socials if you want to search him. He's the new athletic director, the vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics at Arkansas State University. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I believe I deserve a medal of friendship, a medal of honor. You know, the other day I, I dubbed myself a man of the people, if you remember that. And you made fun of that. And I said, no, the reason I'm a man of the people is because I believe I speak the words of the people. And that when people hear what I say, even if they don't want to say it out loud, they're like, hey, you know what? I believe in what he's saying. Y'all, the key the key to this is he dubbed himself. I dubbed myself the man of the people, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I realized last night that I have done such a great duty for your child. Okay. Because Kelly's son, Kurt, came over to our house last night, me and my wife and my son, and Kelly and her son, we did a family dinner and we all <laughs> came back to my house. And I realized that what Kurt has amassed on his phone is is a whole video gallery of me sending him video messages. Yeah, but there's a theme to all of the messages. What's the theme to the messages? If y'all have ever watched Seinfeld, there's a character on there. His name's George Costanza. No, no, And every once in a while when he gets upset, he yells and raises his voice and says things like, we are no longer friends. Like he says very dramatic. I am done with you. Yeah, yes. Something like that. Thank you for proving my point. No, that, that, that's not George Costanza. You just helped them with that. I am so sick of it. <laughs> so so he'll send these videos to Kurt whenever he feels like Kurt has done him some type of injustice, yeah, which y'all, the injustice on a regular is something basis. dumb. No, it's pretty much on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Uh, and anyway, so Kurt has kept these, and then he showed your wife yeah. all the videos, and it was a... Re- it was a fun time. Yeah, there's nothing more uncomfortable than some guy saying, hey, let me show you some videos of your husband. And I'm going, oh, great. What have I said? And all Because I know them- how my wife is. If I say something that's a tad bit off, she's going to be like, why did you say that? Well, the look you have on your face right now with how you just like did her whatever, what, yeah. that's what she was doing the whole time. Time. Uh, judging me. Yes. Judging everything she I did. She was staring a hole at you. Exactly. Like, why are you the way that you are for 10 minutes so or however long they went? This is why your son is no longer going to be invited to my house. Because if I share personal <laughs> videos and messages with him, that doesn't mean they need to be on public display in my home. The, these types of deals that I've given to him for free over the last year or so, People would pay big money for these on Cameo. Okay, do not. I'm about to launch a Cameo. And on my Cameo, I'm going to do greetings, and I'm going to yell at people. I'm going to cut wrestling promos on people. Greetings. I'm going to do birthday wishes for people. I bet I'll be one of the most in-demand people on Cameo. Yes. Me and Kevin from The Office. (laughs) What do you think? Should I try to launch it today? Yeah, I think you should. All right, I'm Mm -hmm. on it. Thank you. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So it's going to be hot today, just uh, so you know. The heat index over 100 again. It's miserable to go outside. It's mm-hmm. miserable to get into your car on a hot day. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Even if you have, like, the auto start, unless you let it run forever. And even if you have a pool, it almost seems like a bathtub. 
Yeah, so all of that's kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you start the car, right? And you, you hop right in, it feels like it's blowing hot air on you. And until you move, it really doesn't feel like it cools off. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sweat, we're going to feel nasty. Did you realize that pickle juice is actually uh, good for you, according to a health and wellness expert? Well, I like pickles. Uh, and I do too. And every once in a while, like, this sounds kind of crazy, but I did this not too long ago. And the reason I did it was because I felt a little bit. I was doing my workout in the garage and I felt a little bit sick because I got too hot. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? A lot of people talk about electrolytes and the the um, sodium and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I didn't have any of that stuff. So I drank pickle juice and come to find out what I did was right. Okay. So here's what they're saying. According to this health and wellness expert, some things that, are, that uh, pickle juice is good for. Number one, it's good after a workout because it's full of electrolytes. You are so intelligent. It has potassium, yeah. magnesium, sodium, all that kind of stuff. So that's one of the benefits. If okay. you don't feel real good, because sometimes when you feel sick, it's either because you you know you don't have enough electrolytes or it's because your blood sugar has altered. Yeah, yeah. So because there's times where you're like I think I'm going to throw up after I mm-hmm. work out, mm-hmm. and it's typically not necessarily the exercise. It's how you know your body's missing something. So pickle juice is good after a workout. It's also good to regulate blood sugar. Really? They say a small amount of pickle juice every day can keep your insulin levels in check. Okay. They also, some people say, and I don't know anything about this, is some people say it's great if you had too much to drink and you wake up the next day and you don't feel your best. Hmm. Yeah, helps you, you wouldn't know anything about that. That is so dumb to me. I know. So uh, it's also loaded with probiotics for healthy bacteria in the gut, which we've heard about. They say it helps with muscle cramps. Hmm. Uh, and they say that if you're having those cramps, the, the cramps will go away faster when you drink a third of a cup of pickle juice. Do you Have you ever tried those pickle pops, like the frozen pickle juice? Yeah, the fair used to do those all the time. So good. It was like a jello shot, but a pickle shot. Min- it was in the little thing. Well, yeah, minus the... The alcohol. Yeah. I bet you could probably put some alcohol in there for you. I don't know. Okay. And they also say that it could help you lose weight as well. A study in 2009 shows people lost more weight when they drank pickle juice every day. Because hmm. nothing smells better than someone that has pickle breath. I think that's good. So, I don't know. Just things to think about today, man, as you uh, as you think about having to rehydrate and electrolytes and feeling your best and your gut health and all of that. Hmm. And maybe you're, you're awake right now with the hangover. <laughs> Go grab you a little pickle juice. That's what Kelly did about 30 minutes okay, ago. Okay, Brandon. What? Why do you say stuff like that? Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Kraft has their macaroni and cheese. Is that one of your favorites? Kraft is my favorite. Yes. And is it because it comes with the powder and not the the cheese? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's nostalgic, but it's my favorite taste of mac and cheese. Okay. So mine too. That's Mm -hmm. my my same thing. My favorite one. Uh, But for the first time in 85 years, Kraft is changing the way they market and they brand their macaroni and cheese. Really? Yeah. So what do you call it? Like if you're going to the store and you're like, hey, do you want me to pick up some? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, right? That's how people say it. So Kraft is going from Kraft macaroni and cheese to craft mac and cheese. They say basically that uh, they want to reflect the way that people talk about their brand. That's actually pretty smart, isn't it? So after 85 years, they're going to change that. Uh, it's not going to be that noticeable. Most of us probably, unless you heard us say this, will never mm-hmm. notice it. Uh, the boxes are going to look kind of the same. Now, the little piece of macaroni that's at the bottom of the circle now looks a little bit more like a smile. Okay. <laughs> with a little bit of macaroni and cheese drool coming out. But when you see the branding, when you see that out there in stores, just kind of remember that. It's different. 
And there's a little bit of a smile at the end of the Kraft Mac, uh, Macaroni and Cheese logo. But the branding is changing for Kraft Mac and Cheese. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we chat with the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics for Arkansas State. That's a heck of a title. Uh, yeah. It used to be the athletic director. Well, that's what I'll still re- probably refer to him as, but I know it's so much more than just that. Well, we talked to Jeff Burrington this morning. He talks about what his college buddies would think about his title of vice chancellor. (laughs) Hey, we also talk about uh, his decision to leave Alabama and to leave Nick Saban and the whole history of that championship winning team to come to Arkansas State. We talk about his relationship with Coach Butch Jones, with Coach Mike Bellotto of A-State Basketball. We talk about uh, golf and track and field and what it's like to come into a job, you know, basically where everybody needs something. <laughs> we talk about the game day experience. We talk about his family, his kids, his wife. We play five questions. You know, a lot of times when people interview somebody and, hey, let's let's take the sports lean and, and all of that, we want to take like the person lean. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think, what we were able to give you today with Jeff Purinton. That's going to go up on the podcast, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The 2022 NBA draft is going to be on tonight. Orlando Magic gets the first pick. The second season finale of Walker and the Zach Brown Band will be on James Corden. And don't forget, Arkansas plays today at, uh, what is it, 2 or 3 o'clock today. Uh, because it's Arkansas against Ole Miss Arkansas yes. must win. If mm-hmm. they win, they go on to play Oklahoma this weekend in the best two out of three mm-hmm. uh, championship series. Yeah, good luck to the Razorbacks. So the Razorbacks uh, baseball plays again today. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.